This is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we'll be looking at the culture all around Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, others I'll be hearing the stories of the people who make this area what it is. Now, when you think of culture, you might just think of dusty museums, art galleries full of paintings or people in ball gowns playing violins. But actually... It's so much more than that. It's all around us. This week, I've decided to take full advantage of the glorious summer weather. No, seriously, there has been some. There is. It has been sunny. And go and take a look at what is a real hidden gem that is part of our city in Stoke-on-Trent. To do that, I went to speak to Phil Thomas. He is an unofficial that's his words, not mine. Tour guide of the Garden Festival site. I'll let him explain the rest. In 2011, when it was the 25th anniversary of the Garden Festival site, um, somebody said to me that I should organise a tour because I know quite a bit about the area. And so I did, and it proved popular. And then for the 30th anniversary in 2012, no, 2016, last year, um, we we did a few more, and yeah, they've proved so popular. I've carried on doing them, and would love to expand to other areas. Well, I have to be honest. This is the very first time I've come onto this part of the uh, festival park site, to the actual garden festival site. How many people do you think don't know this actually exists? Oh, I'd say most people don't realise there's still so much to see and there's so much green space. People come and they use the car parks for shopping, to go to the cinema, bowling, what have you. And they may see some shrubbery, but they may not realise what's behind there. And that's why I, why I come in and I try and show Stokies that you've got this, what I call the hidden gem in the heart of the city. So we're going to have a look around. So where are we starting from? Uh, we are roughly by as close as you can get to the Canal and the China Gardens, really, the, uh, which used to be an old bass pub back in the day. And we've come here. Uh, there's not much to see as we head towards the, the back of Waterworld. Um, but there, are, where it, there is the obelisk. There is an old fountain. And if it wasn't for the, the trees now, you'd still see a Truri Hall, which is, is facing towards the canal, because that's where the factory used to be in the, up until the 1950s, 60s. Sadly, this little area here is quite, quite run down, but it's worth coming just to see what's left from the old garden festival. So, hang a left. Nope. So that big uh, fountain or water feature was part of the Garden Festival and that sort of acted as a backdrop to a Truria Hall. And then you've got this ancient obelisk that's all of 31 years old now. And here is the moon and the stars, which is a, again another small water fount feature that's, yeah, as you can see, it's now really degraded and, and a bit sort of forlorn. But all of this is from the Garden Festival. And if you sort of look at the obelisk and then turn to look at Waterworld, you see the top of Waterworld is a little pyramid. And obviously some architects did look around the area and did realise and take inspiration from what's in the, in the neighbourhood. And they have got that lined up perfectly with the obelisk. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. See the 
top of the wall there, see the acorn, slowly over time, someone or something has been removing the acorns. So look out for a giant squirrel that likes concrete acorns. What is it about this area that you, you, makes you so drawn to it and, and why you're so passionate about it? Um, there's many ways. I think one of the main things for me is, for me, this was the, the rebirth of the city. Um, all the regeneration spilled out from here. In 1982, the council were given a, a land grant from the Department of the Environment and that allowed them to then redevelop the land, ready for the Garden Festival in, eight, in 86. And obviously after that, uh, the developer, St. Modwin, took it on board and co-owned it with the, with the council, I believe. And they obviously then developed it into the retail leisure sector that we've got now and also the office space. Uh, but from that, we also had the, the proposed plan to have a corridor linking the city centre in Hanley to Festival Park. And that has only now come, in, come into its final fruition along a Truri Road with the final bit of the, uh, the restaurants are going to be opening shortly. The proposed road network that's going to connect Middleport to Festival Park and that will open up the, uh, the whole area via the, uh, the Potteries D Road on the uh, A500 at the Asda roundabout. So that's all coming in the, in the next few years. And I just see a lot, of, a lot of positives came from this. Even though in the day most Stokies were like, oh, we don't want that, how much is that going to cost us? You know, we don't know what this, what's this all about? What we need is jobs for us, workers, you know, the pottery industry. Everything in the 80s was changing rapidly. Mechanisation was taking over and people were fearful, I guess. And obviously we, we can look back now and we can see that that was the beginning of the decline for many of the old industries. But I see, I see Festival Park and what's left of the green spaces here as a beacon for what can be done and what can be achieved by, by the council. And yeah, it's took a long time. And maybe we, we as Stokies were a bit impatient for change. But, you know, this is still, it's still a work in progress to me. We've still got the Etruria Valley developments. There's factories being built down there. Um, you know, there's so much happening. We've got the, the improvements of the D road coming coming along, and more housing. So yeah, it's that's probably the main reason. Plus, it's just a green space that's in the heart of the city. We're a mile away from Hanley, uh, the town, the city centre. We're about a mile and a half from Newcastle city centre. And as you're about to see, Charlotte, we could be anywhere now. You know, we can just about hear the D road traffic to our left. But otherwise, we're in an oasis, aren't we? We're walking down towards some lakes. And uh, again, you can't really see these from the road. You have to come off and actually go for a walk and a wander. But it's a beautiful spot. And in the springtime, the daffodils all along, all along this little ridge. And it looks beautiful. But it's hard to believe that everything here is 31 years and younger. Everything was planted. All the, all the greenery that we see now came straight after the Garden Festival closed in October 86 and uh, people who used to work at Shelton Bar, so a lot, of the, a lot of the staff that had lost their jobs there were employed as volunteers to plant all the grass uh, seeds and all the trees as saplings but they weren't ever told what to do or where to put specific trees and that's why it looks so natural and organic they were just given a packet of seeds and sent on their merry little way so yeah, what we've ha ended up with is something that looks really natural, like it's been here forever.
It's amazing. I just honestly, I just can't believe that this is in our in our city. I live uh, by the marina at the China Gardens, so this is kind of like my back garden. So it was always a risk whether I wanted to show other people my secret garden, but it is too nice not to share this with the city. So where are we heading now? We're at the bottom of a hill, and when we walk up to the top, we'll get to Morrison's. And this is that's what it looked like back in the Garden Festival. So there was a waterfall, a bridge. Yeah, yeah which used to... You can still see the remains just about. I never, uh, yeah, there's the bridge. Yeah, yeah. I never came here when it was the Garden Festival. Why not? Um, I don't know. I just, I've always assumed my parents were too poor to take me and my brother. And my school never made a trip here with my uh, year at least. So, yeah, I've ne- I used to come afterwards when it was all... When we could sneak in as children... And we used to cycle around what was left and play in the huts. Because there was quite a few of the buildings that were left. And over time it's just been taken away or nature's just completely swallowed it up. But yeah, the bridge is still there. So we're also part of the Two Saints Way. Which is the uh, an old pilgrimage from Chester Cathedral down to Litchfield or vice versa. Depending on which way you're travelling. So that goes cuts through here. See, again, we could be in the middle of nowhere. Absolutely, in the middle of nowhere is what it feels like. It doesn't feel like we're in a city centre at all. There's so much greenery. But we are probably easily two minutes walk from Morrison's. And now if we hang a left, we'll go to what was, well, still is the tallest point of the Garden Festival, but it's where the Anthony Gormley statue used to stand. And that was obviously a big mystery that was recently solved by a BBC journalist. Uh, but for years I used to be coming down here, going through the, the shrubbery, looking for this statue, thinking I could make a few quid out of this if I find an Anthony, Anthony Gormley original. Um, but sadly, no, it was, um, apparently it was returned back to the artist just prior to the Garden Festival closing for the, uh, for the uh, well, closing permanently. So for years, did people think it had gone missing? Yeah, um, I think there were the, the various theories were there. Uh, some councillor had it in his back, his or her back garden. I I just thought maybe it's fell down because it's quite steep, a steep bank here. So yeah, I I'm not even joking. I did go and have a a scurry <laughs> through the the shrubbery looking for any glints of metal work, thinking I could be onto a winner here. I think what. I think every little bit is a little bit more of a surprise because of the sit- where it is situated. I think that is why it sort of stands out so much, certainly for me anyway. Yeah, and it's, it's quite easy to get lost. There are so many nooks and crannies and little paths leading into other little paths that go off. We'll head back now and we'll, uh, we'll go through the centre of Woodland Ridge, which was at the back and just above McDonald's and the old PC world. And there we've got one last remaining sculpture that was never taken out. A lot of the other sculptures that were in this park are now just dotted around the city. So, And there's quite a few inside the museum in Hanley. So if you want to see what, what sculptures used to be in the Garden Festival, there's a, a little area in the museum where you can see a few of them. And then the rest have just been dotted around the city. Because we do have a lot of public art and it, again, it's just it's something that we should celebrate more of, in my opinion. Do you know we had cable cars here? Really? Yeah, at the time it was the tallest cable car system in the UK. 
And just above the Morrisons car park was one of the big pylons. Again, no remnants of it now. Uh, it's all That was all taken down after the Garden Festival. No idea if the Queen went on them when she visited. She op- opened the park in 19, on May the 1st, 1986. You're right about there being nooks and crannies and paths here, there and everywhere and you could just go off and explore and you could lose yourself easily. Yeah, I still get lost occasionally. Or maybe not lost, Thanks. right? I get, I get confused as to where I am and I lose my sort of bearings for a few minutes. So we're going to go down here. So off to our left. Yep, and this is a bit... I'm quite lucky, I'm well-travelled and I've been to Angkor Wat in Cambodia, which is an ancient Khmer ruin. And uh, this is, for me, is something, it, it feels a little bit similar, you know, again, because of the way the, the nature's taken over, it feels like, very much like we're in a jungle, but then you've got bricks and all sorts of bits and pieces, so it does feel very much like some ancient ruin that we're about to walk into. We're heading back to the cinema, where, pretty much where we met this, this evening, how do you feel when you take people around on these tours and show them bits of their city, quite often their city that they've grown up in or, or lived in for a long time, and you're showing them parts that they didn't necessarily know were here or forgotten about? I love it. I love it because I get a genuine sense of amazement. And they always say they'll come back and they'll bring other people and they can't wait to come again and they had no idea this was here. So, yeah, it's... Um, extremely privileged to be able to show them this beautiful little area that's you know on the doorstep of everywhere really in the city and easy to get to on the bus as well if you don't drive um you know it's just it's just a lovely little spot and i'm proud to say that i uh, i live here and i've been coming here all my life really i absolutely loved spending the evening with phil and going around the garden festival site i'm going to be absolutely honest it is part of the city that I didn't know very well, despite shopping at Festival Park since... Well, I've been hanging around this area on and off for 15 years, and yet for most of those 15 years, I will have gone to Festival Park quite a a bit and and done my shopping there without realising the beautiful sights that are on that area still. So... thoroughly thoroughly recommend you to go and have and explore around the old garden festival site now don't forget you can download this podcast every wednesday you can follow me on twitter at cqh pod or find me on facebook cultural quarter of an hour now head to those social media sites as well Um, i've got some photos from when i was out with phil talking to phil at the garden festival site you can see a little bit about where we were talking about Also on that site, on the social media, we'll have a little bit more information about the Garden Festival site and the history of it. And also it is where you can come along to get in touch with me and uh, tell me if there's anything going on that you think I should be talking about. Remember, this is your podcast as much as it is my podcast. So please do get in touch. (laughs) 